0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and week 15 is in the books, and I think that was the best week of football we've had in a while. I mean, from crazy upsets to close games at the end. I mean, there was the biggest comeback in NFL history. We'll get to that game shortly. But uh, absolutely wild weekend of football. The playoff picture is shaping up. Uh, For this episode just me this week. Uh I mean with getting closer to Christmas, everyone's schedules are a little hectic including mine. So, just going to be this or yeah, just going to be me this week uh unfiltered, giving out all my thoughts without anyone really telling me I'm wrong just how I like it. So, uh yeah, I'll recap the week. Uh Yeah, I I think I'm just going to recap the week this week. That's kind of all I want to do. I'll talk about every team. I'll give them more of like a future outlook kind of thing while talking about them. But yeah, I guess let's get right into the uh, week 15 recap. Okay, week 15 recap. Like always, we'll start with the game that we watched last night, Monday Night Football. Uh, Rams 12, Packers 24. Not much to really say. Both of these teams. I mean, the Rams are definitely out of the playoffs. The Packers still have an outside chance. It's still very, very unlikely. Uh, this is what everyone should have expected going into this game. The Packers should have should beat the Rams. They did. Uh, they ran the ball well. Uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon accounted for all three of their touchdowns. Uh, and yeah, this was just the. First game, I mean, I guess not first game, but I saw a stat on the broadcast last night where Rodgers has only had Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs on the field together for a total of 17 snaps. So they both played last night. They were both his number two weapon or his number two targets. So, uh, yeah, Packers offense moving forward. I like what Watson and Dobbs are going to do for this Packers offense. I really like the both of them. Uh, Hopefully that gives Rodgers his targets. But if we're being honest with the Packers, it's focus on next year. They have some things to figure out. Uh, Yeah, honestly, that defense is still hurt. The defense is still pretty good. Uh, Not as good as I was expecting going into the year, but... Yep, you beat the Rams by 12 points, and that Rams team is so banged up right now. Aaron Donald is out, Cooper Cup is out, Matt Stafford is out. Basically, their entire offensive line is out. Um, The real lone bright spot on the team, especially on offense anyways, uh, was Cam Akers. Cam Akers, who at the start of the year, I mean... Was terrible, wanted a trade, didn't get the trade. And then injuries happen. He gets back into the fold. Uh, he's looked pretty good since uh, he's been the starter again. So happy for Cam Akers. But yeah, Rams, I, I have no idea what the future looks like for you. Obviously, they're really hurt. So they'll run it back again next season. Hopefully, Matt Stafford is okay. Um, But yeah. No first-round pick. That's going to the Lions. That pick's looking better and better for the Lions every week now. Uh, Yeah, the Rams just super, super unlucky this year with injuries. It happens. Uh, But, yeah, we'll move on to the next game, though. All right, we'll jump all the way back to Thursday night football. Niners 21, Seahawks 13. Uh, I mean, I mentioned it last week, I just feel like I'm waiting for the wheels to fall off the Brock Purdy hype train, but he's 2-0 and as a starter, 3-0 and in the games he's played, he's looked good in every single game, he's doing what he needs to, so in this Niners team, I mean, they always play close games to the Seahawks and this shows, they didn't have Debo Samuel and it didn't matter. The, the Niners are just incredible. Their defense is the best in the league. They haven't allowed uh, 20 points since week seven, and that was against the Chiefs. Um, it just shows how good, good they are. Bosa is the favorite to be Defensive Player of the Year right now. I hope that ticket cashes, because I have him as my Defensive Player of the Year pick. Um yeah was a vintage CMC game he ran the ball super well kittle absolutely incredible four catches 93 yards two touchdowns uh they did enough it wasn't it wasn't a pretty game but i mean when debo's out and your defense is this fucking good that's really all you need to do against the seahawks who are stumbling right now trying to get into the playoffs uh Honestly, doesn't look like it'll happen for the Seahawks. Uh, Look, the Seahawks had a good year this year. I was expecting them to be a bottom five team in the league. Geno Smith has impressed the hell out of me. Uh, He's going to be their starting quarterback going forward. He's not a long-term solution, but he's a solution for right now. Uh, Kenneth Walker, he's been banged up. Uh, the last few weeks he hasn't really looked himself uh Tyler Lockett also got hurt in this game and I think he's out again this week but this is a Seahawks team that is building they're gonna have I mean they'll have their own first round pick which will probably be top 15 and then I mean that Broncos first round pick is top five right now so they're gonna rebuild that defense because that's really what they need to do is rebuild that defense uh yeah, there's nothing really much more to say about the Seahawks. It just looks like, yeah, they're stumbling into playoffs right now. I It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Do they have an outside shot? Of course they do, but a lot needs to break their way. I don't see it happening. Uh, so, yeah, we'll move on to the next game, though. And that game is... Oh, this, this is... Colts 36 Vikings 39 I don't even know where to start with this game uh I guess Matt Ryan uh 28 to 3 is in the biggest uh, biggest lead that you've blown now 33 nothing 33 nothing how does that happen how do you how do you blow that lead Jeff Saturday on a Saturday couldn't do it I it's just, I, I don't get it. And this is a Colts team. Jonathan Taylor went out early, and they still put up, they put up 36 points on a Vikings team that's 11-3 and three now. That's just, I mean, I give the Vikings absolutely no credit in this game. I mean, obviously, they came back from 33 nothing, so I have to give them some credit. But you're playing the Colts. You're supposed to be one of these contending teams in the NFC, and you just look like shit every single week. The offense is great. I mean, the offense is good at score points. Uh, I think that Justin Jefferson is probably just slightly ahead of Tyreek Hill for Offensive Player of the Year right now. Uh, he's topped him in receiving yards, and I think he's leading right now. So that race is super close for Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Kirk has played well, like, but it's just... This defense... I thought this defense was going to be like pretty good. They have pieces. It's just it's not working letting 33 points to the colts sorry 36 points to the colts this doesn't make sense to me i feel i feel so bad for matt ryan i think he he left atlanta he wasn't doing good and it's like ah the colts this is this is going to be my spot to like turn it around have one last good season and no the colts are just terrible uh and like i said they lost jonathan taylor early in the game so Oh, God, I, I don't even, like... Yeah, the fact that Matt Ryan is going to have to live with the two biggest blown losses in NFL history, essentially, is crazy. Matt Ryan, who's had a very good career when it's all said and done, that's what people are going to re- really remember him for, and it's too bad. Uh, I won't talk about the Colts very much, because it's really... They're out of it. Jeff Saturday's really just there to assess what's wrong with the team. There's no way he's brought back as a coach now. Frank Reich even being fired. I think Frank Reich would have been... He would have righted the ship and could have had the Colts poised to potentially win that division. Because that division is terrible. It's right on par with the NFC South, if we're really being honest. But uh, yeah, let's talk with the Vikings. You guys almost blew this game really you should have lost like huge huge comeback obviously like but you you guys are the worst 11-3 and team in the history of the NFL it's laughable honestly like you play close games every week against bad teams for the most part and you want people to take you seriously I'm just not gonna do it I'm not I'm not there uh I will say, though, uh, and they did say this on part of my take, but this is a start to a championship DVD if I ever saw them. And if you guys don't get that reference, it's more if the Vikings go on to win the Super Bowl when you play the start of their run and whatever, it's going to be this game coming back 33-0 and... I don't know. Their offense is really fucking good. The defense, I still believe it has pieces anyways to be... It just needs to be average. It just can't be ass. So, who knows with the Vikings. It's I still don't like them as like an actual contender. I still think they're probably the fourth best team in the NFC right now. So, uh, and I mean maybe behind the Lions and we'll get to the Lions. But uh, we'll move on to the next game though. And next game up on that lovely Saturday afternoon, we have Ravens 3, Browns 13. Uh, this was just a bad game, like really. Uh, the Browns won. Watson, again, looked okay. Uh, they ran the ball well. It, it's really, I mean, I don't really have to say much about the Browns because I don't give them a lot of credit. They're playing a Ravens team who is extremely hurt the only thing that's going well for the Ravens right now is that defense that defense has been awesome since they traded for Roquan Smith um but they don't have Lamar and that's the big thing right now I still really like this Ravens team but Lamar needs to be the quarterback and that's obvious I mean Lamar when healthy is a top five quarterback in the league that's not debatable for me um but Tyler Huntley is just not going to do it. I like Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley is just, I mean, he's the backup version of Lamar. He does everything that Lamar can do just at a much worse level, which not bad because it means you can run the same system, but it doesn't translate to a lot of wins. Um, yeah. And it looks like J.K. Dobbins has kind of returned to form. It looks like he can't hit that final gear with the breakaway speed. But, I mean, he had 13 carries for 125 yards. Uh, I mean, this Browns defense does suck. So, not... It makes makes sense why he got that. I'm I'm hoping he can go for it. I'm hoping that Lamar can come back. Because, I mean, they have a big... I think right now they're tied with the Ravens or the Bengals for the division. So, and they still got one more game against them. So that game could be huge. They play the Falcons this week. Hopefully that's a Lamar gets back and they're all good. Get get them right going into that Bengals game. But uh, Ravens are one of those teams where, I don't know. It's close. They're super banged up on offense. If they can maybe get a little healthier, uh, the strength of that team is the defense, like I said. So I don't know. A lot of teams can get hot in the playoffs. See what happens. Uh, last note for the Ravens, though Justin Tucker, one for three on field goals for, I mean, really the first time ever in his career. So nuts. Like, obviously, I mean, it's Justin Tucker. He's the best kicker of all time. And people are like, oh my God, is he washed? It's like, no, he's still Justin Tucker. He has games like this. He missed one kick, got a kick blocked. This happens to every other kicker. It just doesn't usually happen to Justin Tucker. Uh, We'll move on to the last Saturday, Saturday, Saturday game. The last game on Saturday. That was a much easier way to say it. I don't know why I didn't do that. Dolphins 29, Bills 32. Um, I'm okay with this loss. This, it was a close game. I mean, the Bills are, in my opinion, the second best team in the league right now. We played them close. We had our chances to win the game. Uh, let's start with the Bills, though. Josh Allen is he's he's Superman for this team. if Josh Allen is the only reason why the bills are so incredible if we're being honest and' it's just he is such a supreme talent in the league. He's so fun to watch. He led them in rushing. he had 300 yards passing. he had four touchdowns. He just does everything. Um and yeah, they got they got a bit of a run game going. Singletary's look pretty good. James Cook is coming more alive uh, in recent weeks. But uh, the big story from the Bills, in my opinion, though, Trey White looked great last night. Or not last night, on Saturday night. uh, Which is huge. I mean, he came back for the Bills a couple weeks ago. He looked... Fairly rough in his first couple games. It looked like he's rounding back into form now. So that's huge for the Bills defense going forward. Uh, honestly, not not a lot to say about the Bills. The Bills are a very good team. We all know this. I'm just happy that the Dolphins kept pace. And I, where to start with the Dolphins? Let's start with this. Uh, we ran the ball so well, so well in the first half. And for some reason, we just completely abandoned the game in the second half. So Mostert in the first quarter had eight rushes for 101 yards. Uh, the rest of the game, he had nine rushes for 35 yards. So I don't know why we went away from it. Uh, we also had no runs uh, in the second half on third down when we had an eight point lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, these are the things that bug me with McDaniel. I think he's a very good coach. I really like him. He's gonna be a great coach. He's just, these are the rookie mistakes that happen where we go away from a run game that's working. It that gives us the time of possession battle. Uh, it bugs me because this game was right there. I mean, there was other things about this game. We had some drop touchdowns. And I mean, we can talk about the officiating too, which was just overall bad this week in the NFL. But uh, if you were to tell me at the start of the season that the Dolphins would split the season series with the Bills 1-1 and this game in Buffalo would be a final score of 29-32 to for the Bills... I'd be happy. I'd be happy with that. Uh, it just sucks that the month of December so far, or our last three games anyways, were 0-3. That's really the uh, the tough pill to swallow. But uh, we control our own destiny. That's all that matters right now. We control our own destiny. Uh, we got the Christmas game against the Packers, and then we play the Pats and the Jets if we win... Packers and the Pats game and the Jets lose to the Jags, then we clinch. If we just beat the Pats and the Jets, we clinch. I think right now our odds are like 73% to make it. So I'm still confident going forward. Um, I'm happy that the offense looks like it's back. Uh, this fucking defense though. I, I, I don't even know where to start. Our front four, our front four is incredible. Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, uh, and Jalen Phillips. Amazing. We had 15 sacks through eight weeks without Bradley Chubb. And in the six games that Bradley Chubb has been there, we now have 20 sacks. So Bradley Chubb, it might not be showing up on the box score, but Dolphins fans, he is making a difference on this team right now. He's opening up Jalen Phillips a lot. Jalen Phillips looks... Incredible! I'm so happy for him. I mean, Christian Wilkins has been playing at an all-pro level for most of this year. Zach Sealer is probably one of the most underrated defensive tackles in football currently. Um, that's probably only good thing I can talk about our defense. Uh, our back seven—it's really just—it's Holland. Holland's great. Uh, he went out hurt, came back though, thankfully. But I. I tweeted it. All I want for Christmas this year is a linebacker who can cover. Because it just seems like we have linebackers on the field who really just don't do anything. It's rather they blitz or that's it. We just have guys on the field who run around and don't make tackles, don't cover. Our secondary is so banged up. Like our undrafted rookie, Kater Kohu, is probably our best defensive back right now. Xavier Howard looks like he's just been playing hurt the whole season. He just walks around with a limp now. Uh, so that's my big thing. When Josh Boyer needs to get away from... I feel like we just need to consistently rush for blitz sparingly and just kind of let the secondary try to cover and get that pass rush home because our defense is not working right now. That third and 17... Bradley Chubb wasn't even on the field. How does that happen? How do you not have our full starting defensive line, third and 17 against the Bills? That should have been a stop. It wasn't a stop. Um, Going forward, though, for the Dolphins, I still think that we're not in those top five teams right now, which those five, the Eagles, the Bills... Chiefs, Niners, Bengals, those are the five teams that no one can dispute that they're the best five teams in the league. I think the Dolphins are in the conversation now with the Vikings, the Cowboys, and I mean, coming into the fold a little bit. I guess the Chargers and the Lions and stuff like that. Uh, the Ravens also is in that group, but um, I. I I do like the Dolphins going forward. I think that we finally got the offense right. We played a good Bills team. Uh, Let's see what we can do next week against the Packers. I'm expecting a full shit-kicking in Miami. Uh, We're finally playing a home game after a month. Uh, I can't wait. We'll move along to the Sunday games, though. Uh, Starting with Falcons 18, Saints 21... Uh, nothing, nothing to really say, honestly. Like, I... Both of these teams are 5-9 and nine now and still have an outside chance of making the playoffs just because their division is so bad. Um... Yeah, I really don't want to talk about this game. I don't know, uh... Yeah, the Falcons suck. I fuck, I, I really don't know what to talk about this game. Um... Let's talk about the Saints. Jawan Johnson um, has been incredible this year for them. Uh, I think he's an undrafted rookie. Not a rookie, but he was undrafted. So him having this type of success for the Saints right now, uh, fantastic. It's just, I don't know. These teams both suck. Uh The Saints, I have no idea where you go from here, what your future holds in 2023. Uh, It's not going to be good. Um, The Falcons, though, because I can actually talk about the Falcons a little bit. Desmond Ritter looked brutal. He did not have a good game. Uh, He really just seemed out of place out there. Uh, I guess the big story for the Falcons, though, is Tyler Algier. 17 carries, 139 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, He might be a fantasy start for me next week, but these are just two teams who have no business making the playoffs and somehow have an outside shot at doing it. They're only one game behind the division winner, or leader, I should say, so we're just going to move along because I don't really want to talk about these two teams. They're, They're both not good, so... And we'll move right along to the next game, Eagles 25, Bears 20. This was a close game for a lot of the game. The Bears, they hung around. They they were never really in the game, but they stuck around to the very end. Uh, they made it excited, exciting. This was probably one of the worst Eagles games that they've had in uh, the last few weeks anyways, but I mean, it's easy to o- overlook a team like the Bears right now, Uh but yeah, let's talk about the Eagles. They absolutely killed Justin Fields. That defensive line that they have, it's just, it's so deep. The rotation that they can run is incredible. I mean, I'm just going to go off the top of my head, but I mean, they got Reddick, they got Fletcher Cox, uh, they got Hargrave, Brandon Graham, they signed Ndamukong Sue and Linvel Joseph, Jordan Davis is still there. Uh, Josh Sweat, like, they're, I don't know, like, they're like 10 guys deep on the defensive line, and that's just hard to, one guy gets a little tired, you put in, yeah, let's put in uh, Sue now to just come in and give Fletcher Cox some rest. The Eagles defense is really good. I mean, the Eagles team is just fucking incredible in general. We talked about it last week where there's not really a A hole on the Eagles team other than maybe their run defense. And the run defense has been pretty good the last couple weeks. I mean, it's hard to contain Justin Fields. Uh, Before I talk about the Bears, though, I will talk about Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts now has a sprained AC joint. People were worried that he might have broken his collarbone. Uh, Thankfully, that's not the case. So, uh... Hasn't been said yet. I feel like he's going to be shut down for the rest of the year because, I mean, they essentially have the number one seed locked up, and I think you have Minshew. Who I'm excited to watch Gardner Minshew play. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna win some games. I'm hoping that he does enough where some team gives him a contract and the the chance to start. I like Gardner Minshew. He's a good story. Uh, But yeah, Jalen Hurts, not the best day passing. He did have two interceptions, but he also had three rushing touchdowns. So uh, sucks that he's out right now. He would have probably been second in MVP race, but he's essentially out of it now if he's going to miss the rest of the season. Uh, Justin Fields, though, he he eclipsed eclipsed a thousand yards rushing he's probably on pace to beat the rushing record for a quarterback so uh, that puts him with uh, that puts him with Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson as the only quarterbacks to ever hit that mark uh, like truly elite company I'm excited to watch this Bears team next year again they need, they just really need an entire team there's no way to really sh- to, uh, t- to beat around the bush there. They they really have nothing going for them. Justin Fields is the only good thing on this team. Uh, I'll be interested to watch. I was talking with Cam and Key last week about it where... I don't know, a Justin Fields MVP flyer, if they put the right people in place for him to throw the football to... He's going to get his rushing numbers if he can have that Hurts or, uh, yeah, Hurts-type jump where they put a team around him and the throwing becomes better and on top of the rushing attack that they already have. Um, who knows? I think this Bears team is too far away, though, for him to win MVP because, I mean, it's usually the best quarterback on the best team, so who uh, Who knows? We'll move on from that game, though, Uh, and we'll move on to this game. Cowboys, 34, Jags, 40. This game went to overtime. Uh, Yeah, let's start with the Jags. I mean, I just talked about Justin Fields. Oh, Dark Horse MVP candidate potentially for next year. Uh, And I say potentially for Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence will be a Dark Horse MVP candidate next year. This offense is fun. They have pieces around him. They're only going to get better. They can still add players, too. They still have a ton of cap space. Um, But yeah, the only real big blunder I, I saw personally from Trevor Lawrence was that fumble to... put them in field goal territory to tie the game up in the fourth quarter and what a, like it was a great run and he just made one one extra move and the ball got popped out the cowboys got it didn't really matter though uh yeah this is a jags team that has definitely has an outside shot on making the playoffs and i think i'm going to place a bet on them to make the playoffs right now cuz they their remaining schedule they have the jets the texans and the titans Tell me why the Jags can't go 3-0. This Jets game will be uh, really telling. Uh, If the Jets get Quinn and Williams back, I'm really excited for that matchup. But should beat the Texans. The Titans are fading. Uh, That Week 18 matchup could be for the the division, uh, which would be incredible. But I'm just happy after... I mean, after all the shit that Trevor Lawrence went through last year, that... He's coming out ahead. He looks incredible now. I can't wait to see what he looks like next year and what the Jags look like next year. Uh, the Cowboys, though. I mentioned it last week. If you want to be considered a contending team, can't have games against the Texans like that, and you can't go to overtime against the Jags. Like, playing back-to-back bad games versus the Texans and Jags is just objectively hilarious. Um, this Cowboys, it's just I don't trust. Um, I didn't actually mention it last week. It was more on like a Dak. I don't trust Dak. I still don't trust Dak. I think Dak. Uh, if you listened a few, epi- a few episodes ago, I mentioned Kirk Cousins is like the bar for for QB plays. If you have a guy better than Kirk Cousins, you have a guy. If you don't, probably need to replace someone. Ah. Uh, Dak Prescott might be the new bar, cause week after week he just shows me nothing. It's he he played really well, but it's just these mistakes. And I mean, they put up 34 points, so you really. So I'm not gonna blame Dak. Dak again, he needs to be better. He's going into territory where I don't think he's a guy that can win you a Super Bowl without an incredibly great team around him. Um, I'm gonna talk about the coaching though. Mike McCarthy is not a guy who gets the team going. I don't think he really does anything for this Cowboys team. I think he's an idiot. I don't, like he's really just there to be a cheerleader. I think that Kellen Moore runs that offense completely. I think Dan Quinn runs that defense completely, which I mean bad look on Dan Quinn this week cuz I mean putting up 40 and you're supposed to have one of the best defenses in in the league, but I think Mike McCarthy is not a great coach. I don't think this team is tough at all. They can't handle adversity. Uh, it's just the classic Cowboys. I don't know what else I can really say. It's just the Cowboys are going to have stretches where, oh my God, their offense looks incredible. Oh my God, their defense looks like it's the best in the league. And then they'll have stretches where it's, what the hell are we doing? Uh, it on, like It's just every single year with the Cowboys where they can never be taken seriously fully. They're still a good team. And, I mean, any team can get hot. Any team can win on any given Sunday. But, no confidence in the Cowboys going forward. Oh, one other thing for the Jags. Uh Have to give a shout out for, I mean, he's going to be defensive player of the week. But, Rayshon Jenkins, uh 18 tackles, two interceptions. One was at pick six in overtime to win the game. Uh, You can't ask for a better game from a DB. That, absolutely great game for him. I just wanted to give him a shout out. And if we want to talk about a team that had no confidence going forward, uh, we got the Lions 20, Jet 17. This Lions team was one and six. People were calling for Dan Campbell to potentially be fired. I think I mentioned that I was wavering where it's like he needs to get some things going. He can't just always have these close wins. Uh, The Lions have won six straight. They are on the verge of making the NFC playoffs. I think they're going to. uh, This offense has been rolling as of recently. Only 20 points versus the Jets. And one of those touchdowns was a punt return touchdown. So big shout out to the Jets defense especially without Quinn and Williams. Uh they showed up. Um I'm excited for the Lions though. Uh they didn't target Sauce Gardner once also, which is just awesome. And I think Sauce Gardner said after the game that he's he was mad about his his individual performance because he wasn't able to make an impact at like on the game but I would say that, I mean, shutting down an entire half of the field, uh, is doing your part sauce, but that just shows his competitive nature. Uh, yeah, it was just an overall good performance from the lions. It was what they needed. This was a close win. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to see the lions in the playoffs. Potentially the, the jets though, it was a close game. Uh, Mike White was hurt, so Zach Wilson had his chance to potentially earn his starting job back, um, and he looked absolutely terrible. The only parts of the game where Zach Wilson looked like an NFL quarterback was when he just played backyard football, plays broke down, he just ran around and just chucked up a prayer. Uh, If you were to run the Zach Wilson Pro Day play every single play he'd be the best quarterback in football, but that's not how football works. Um, Zach Wilson's just not the guy. It's it's very apparent they need to move on. They need to figure out a quarterback for next year. I It does suck for them because that injury that Zach Wilson had in preseason, if it was worse than it was, I think they probably would have traded for Jimmy G and... They'd be a playoff team. They would easily be a playoff team. Uh, But next year is the year. Uh, Jets defense is good. They're really hurt on offense. People are complaining about uh, their offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur. I don't know why. There's not a lot to work with. For the Jets. Their offensive line is banged up. Zach Wilson is just not a good quarterback. I mean, like, oh, they gotta use Zach Wilson's skill set. What skill set does Zach Wilson have other than just improvising? That's his only skill set is he can improvise really well, which as your number one trait for a quarterback, not great. So uh it's tough. The Jets path the Jets path to the playoffs right now, uh Not looking good. I mean, obviously, they need to beat the Jags. They need to beat Miami. Uh, I just don't see it happening. Great year for the Jets. I really like this team going forward. Just not your year. Moving on, though, uh, a game that I personally do not really care about. Steelers 24, Panthers 16. Both of these teams, I mean, they're just not good teams. Uh... yeah I think that's all I really have to say both these teams aren't really good teams uh this game meant nothing I was hoping the Panthers were gonna win because that would have tied them with the uh, with the bucks for first in that division but nope they'll just lose to the they'll just lose to the Steelers Steelers are fine uh defense is solid is what it is I mean, Deontay Johnson was probably the only weapon they truly had. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I'm just not going to talk about this game. was like, literally. Deontay Foreman had 10 rushes for 9 yards. Christ, that's bad. Um, yeah, I'm just going to move on. That was a terrible recap, but I'm not going to recap Sam Darnold versus... Mitch Trubisky, uh... So yeah, we'll move on. And we'll move on with... I mean, this was an unexpected game, but Chiefs 30, Texans 24. Game went to overtime. Um... And it really wasn't a close game on paper either. The Chiefs absolutely killed the Texans in time of possession, uh... The total yards, Kansas City 502, Texans 219. Obviously, the turnovers by the Chiefs uh, were the costly ones. Left left short field for the Texans, and they capitalized, but this game could have been a complete blowout. I mean, Pat Mahomes completed 80% of his passes on 41 attempts, which is absolutely insane. Uh... Yeah, the game went to overtime, but the Chiefs still dominated on offense. Uh, their defense has left things to be desired over recent weeks. They need to be better. Uh, we'll see if that happens. But yeah, the Chiefs are rolling. I mean, it'll it will be close for that one seed between them and the Bills. Um, yeah, Pat Mahomes leading the MVP race right now. Honestly, not a lot to say. Should you have gone overtime about overtime with the 111 and 1 Texans? Absolutely not. But the Chiefs offense absolutely dominated this game. They dominated the Texans. It's just costly turnovers, Texans short field, Texans capitalized. Is what it is. Uh the game wasn't close though. Uh the Texans on the other hand, uh No Damian Pierce. He's on IR now. I think Derek Stingley is now on IR now. Uh, So, yeah, that was the thing about this game. The Texans had absolutely no one. No Brandon Cooks, no Nico Collins, no Damian Pierce, no Derek Stingley. And they still went to overtime with one of the best teams in football. So, big credit to them. Uh, Not really a ton else to say. Uh, Jalen Petrie, however... uh, he deserves a mention at least for like defensive rookie of the year stuff. He's not going to win. He's probably not even top three, but he's been very good for the Texans this year. Uh, but we'll move on. Next game up, though. Oh, this was this was a fun ending to this one. Pats twenty four, Raiders thirty. The game should have went to overtime, but I don't know what happened to Ramondre Stevenson to. Clock was out. Game was going to overtime. Nope. And he decided to lateral it to Jacoby Myers. I'm not putting the blame on Jacoby Myers. If I was in that situation, if I was running down the field behind my running back and all of a sudden he tossed the ball behind me while the game was essentially going to overtime, the game was tied, no time on the clock, I would get that ball and be like, okay, we're trying to win the fucking game. Let's fucking go. Again, I don't don't think I would have thrown it 20 yards across the field to my unathletic quarterback with Chandler Jones, one of the most impressive athletes to play this game right there with them. And the ball wasn't even close to Mac Jones. It went right to Chandler Jones. And Chandler Jones proceeded to just stiff arm Mac Jones into the ground, run all over him, run it back for the touchdown to win the game. Uh, absolutely incredible. That... That just re- that encapsulates the Patriots season this entire year. That that is the team that you have. You have players, you have good players making dumb plays, not well coached on offense. Matt Patricia is a fucking moron. Obviously that play wasn't his fault, but just in general, Matt Patricia's a fucking moron. Um Yeah, and it's not like Mac Jones was also terrible today. He had a Tua type performance, and he was even worse than Tua. Thirteen for thirty-one, one hundred and twelve yards. Like, it's 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 just it's not good. It's not good. Ah, uh, Pats need to figure something out. I don't know what it's gonna be. They play the Bengals this week. No idea what to expect. I mean, fucking Chu still thinks they're a playoff team. Chu still thinks they're a good team, for that matter. Uh, This is just what I expected from the Patriots this year. They were going to be a middle-of-the-pack team who plays good defense and doesn't have an offense to keep up with just about anyone. So uh, I will say shout-out to the defense, though. They did look good. They play well. They play well every week. They're well-coached. Their offense is just not well-coached. Raiders, on the other hand... I don't even know what to say. Actually, oh yeah, I forgot another big moment of this game. The Raiders shouldn't have have even even tied it up. The Touchdown, back of the end zone, uh... Feet, clearly on the white line, saying he's out of bounds. And, no, apparently the replay is inconclusive, even though everybody else can see that his toe is on the line. So, another huge fuck-up for NFL officiating, uh... It was just an overall bad week, and there's one more fuck-up that I have to talk about, and that's the Sunday night football game, too. Uh, yeah, and I mean, even before that, the Raiders had so many chances. Mac Collins was wide open on a few plays, and Derek Carr just kept missing him. Derek Carr is not a great quarterback. He's... The Raiders, I don't know. The, the Raiders are in a weird spot, too. I don't think they'll move Carr. I don't know. They got to do something. Carr's not the guy. Uh, I mean, basically everyone on their team isn't a guy. So that's not true. They have Adams. They have Waller. I don't know if they'll re-sign Josh Jacobs because he's going to get a bag and no one's going to want to pay a running back. So, oh, the Raiders. Oh, the Patriots. This is kind of what I expected. These are two, honestly, very, very similar teams in... Just overall, not like play style wise and not coaching and stuff, but just this is what you expect. You get a Raiders offense that should be better than it is and a bad. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Raiders offense isn't very good. I mean, it is pretty good. It should be better than it is, and then the defense isn't good, and Pats vice versa, where their offense sucks, but their defense is, like, good. Uh, Yeah, it's just, these are two mid-teams. Mid, mid, mid. That's all you can say about the Pats and the Raiders. So, uh, we'll move on to the next game, though. Another game that I'm hopefully only going to have to spend a minute talking about. Cardinals 15, Broncos 24. Uh... Broncos no Russell Wilson the defense was absolutely incredible as it's been all season I think I think that Murray uh, Latavius Murray ran all over the Cardinals so good win for the Broncos but uh congrats on beating Trace McSorley and the Cardinals because Colt McCoy was also hurt so Cardinals now on their third-string quarterback. Uh, nothing, nothing to really say. They, Steve Kime is now gone. I hope that Cliff Kingsbury follows with him. Uh, we shall see, though. Uh, it was a vintage J.J. Watt game. So that was fun. He had three sacks on the day. Uh, he's gonna be gone off the Cardinals next year, so I'm interested to see where he goes. Uh, could go home, could play for the Packers because he's a Wisconsin boy, or he could team up with TJ and Derek in Pittsburgh, which would be equally fun, uh, the three of them on a team together. That would also, I mean, that defensive line for the Steelers, TJ Watt, JJ Watt, Cam Hayward. That's pretty scary. Uh, I don't know if he's going to ring chase. I kind of hope he doesn't because I don't know. Actually, yeah, I do. I want J.J. Watt to get a ring. He deserves it. But uh, yeah, Panthers, or not Panthers, Broncos, you won without Russ, which is kind of funny. But uh, yeah, your defense is incredible. The offense is just bad. Uh, You'll have an interesting offseason this year because I have no idea what's going to happen. Okay, next game up. uh, We have the Titans 14, Chargers 17. Uh, Not an impressive game for either side. Uh, The Chargers were hanging around or played a close game to a hurt Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Derrick Henry played like Derrick Henry. He's the only thing on that offense who generates any type of offense for the Titans. Uh, I guess since I'm talking about the Titans, let's just talk about the Titans. Um, The move to trade A.J. Brown is truly the downfall of this team. Uh, Titans were in a win now type of mode. They traded away their best offensive Okay, actually, I can't say best offensive weapon because Derrick Henry does exist, but their second best offensive weapon. I mean, he's a top five wide receiver in the league right now. Uh, for essentially a guy who, he's been good when he plays, but for a guy who, at his best, will be A.J. Brown. So, total fuck up. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think their window was closed. That championship window, they made it to the AFC Championship in 2019. Uh that window's closed. I don't know where they go from here. I truly don't. I don't know. They're lucky they have Mike Vrabel as a head coach. He's a very good head coach. Other than that, though, not a lot to look forward to from the uh, to from the Titans. Um, Let's talk about the Chargers, though. So, honestly, not much to talk about in this game. One thing that pisses me off is Justin Herbert. So... And I don't want to get on the track of just hating on Justin Herbert every week. I don't hate Justin Herbert. I'm just calling it like it is. He's a top 10 talent in the NFL. Top 10 quarterback talent. That's not a slight. That, to me, like, again, I think, like, Matt Stafford is a great comparison for Herbert. Take that as you will. If you take that as a slight, you're a fucking idiot. But that's a whole other story. But... There are people after the game, oh, Justin Herbert, absolutely incredible. I can't believe it. He had 313 yards for no touchdowns and two interceptions. One of those interceptions was, I mean, just a crazy interception by the Titans, but you have no touchdowns against the Titans team that isn't very good. I mean, they're okay. Their defense is pretty good, but like, It should be better. It should be more. You have Keenan Allen back. You have Mike Williams back. You have Austin Eckler. You have Gerald Everett. Score some points. Like, and I'll say this about the Chargers. They're now a lock for the playoffs. They have, uh, who do they have coming up here? They have the Colts on Monday Night Football and then followed up by the Rams and Broncos for the next two weeks. That should be three wins. Uh, even if they go one and two, I think there's still a virtual lock for the playoffs at this point. Um, and yeah, they could get more healthy on defense. Joey Bosa could come back. Slater could come back. Uh, and man, his left tackle spot, which would be huge. So I'm not going to count out the Chargers on going on a run. I'm just tired of people calling Justin Herbert the next elite great quarterback. He's he's shown he's shown he can put up numbers and those numbers don't really relate to anything. Like people saying that he's the reason that the Chargers won that game. He had one incredible throw on that final drive where he threw an absolute laser to Mike Williams on the sideline. That's what Justin Herbert can do. He makes those throws he makes those throws that probably only him Allen and Pat Mahomes can make. Because that's the type of arm talent that he has. Is that level of arm talent. But he throws the ball really hard. He doesn't... And I don't want to nitpick. Because it just it makes me seem like a hater. And honestly, I, I am a bit of a hater. There's no way to like really go around it. But he's a top 10 quarterback. He's a superstar level quarterback. Which is... Is, is is amazing. The Chargers found their guy. He's going to be their guy for, I mean, he's going to be probably the highest paid quarterback. I mean, it really depends on who gets that contract first between him and Burrow. But, uh, I like the Chargers going forward. They're going to make the playoffs so they can get more healthy. Maybe that pass rush comes around with Bosa and Khalil Mack. And, maybe the offense gets clicking. Joe Lombardi is an idiot. I think he needs to Like, the offense isn't good in general, but I'm just so sick and tired of every single week. Oh my god, Justin Herbert had one of the best games ever, and then he had 300 yards and no touchdowns and two interceptions. And it's just like, that's what pisses me off about the talk about Justin Herbert, is that it's so overblown instead of just being what it is. And Justin Herbert is really fucking good. If you want to call him a top five quarterback... I think that's a little rich. I think it's fine, though. I think me saying he's a top 10 quarterback and people saying, oh my God, that's slander. Shut the fuck up. He, he's a top 10 quarterback. I still don't think he has that elite Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen type of ceiling. I still think he's Matt Stafford. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Matt, or Matt Stafford is a borderline Hall of Famer. I don't think he's going to get there, but very 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 good NFL career and if you're mad about that then that's on you. I don't know what else to say. Moving on though to another one of these 2020 quarterbacks, uh Bengals 34, Bucks 17. Uh for a little bit there. I mean, it was 17 to 3 going into the half. Uh was looking good for the Bucks. They're playing well. Burrow didn't have a great game. And then all of a sudden, the Bucs just started turning the ball over and over and over and over and over over again. Uh, And yeah, that's why they lost. It was the offense turning it over. Brady had two interceptions, two lost fumbles. Give give the Bengals short field. Uh, You can't ask your defense to play perfect football while the offense is... Sputtering, playing terribly. I can't believe this Bucks team is gonna make the fucking playoffs. It's a sham. They're gonna host. They're gonna host a playoff game. Come on. Um Yeah, it's it's bad for the Bucs. Uh but yeah, I mean the playoff game, they're gonna play someone in the NFC who's not very good, and they might they still might win a game. Because, again, you can't count Tom Brady out, even though we all should at this point. I'm not saying he's washed. I'm just saying that this fucking team around him is terrible. Uh, Todd Bowles, not a good head coach. Byron Leftwich, not a good offensive coordinator. Uh, If Brady retires or just leaves the Bucs, the Bucs just need to clean house completely, in my opinion, and just restart. Because... That I really don't know what else they can do at this point. Uh, let's talk about the Bengals though, because this Bengals defense is playing great. It got mentioned I think last week that we don't talk about the Bengals defense enough. Uh, they just have really a bunch of underrated guys everywhere. Trey Hendrickson doesn't get his dues. DJ Reader, uh, defensive tackle, he's awesome. Logan Wilson, I think he's still playing. I think he was hurt at some point. No, he's back now. He's playing great. Uh Is Jesse Nope, there's Jesse Bates, yep. And Jesse Bates like they have they have a good defense. They're very impressive. They play hard. I don't know who the Bengals defensive coordinator is, but he might be getting looks at some head coaching jobs cuz I don't think that the Bengals defense is overall super talented. I just think that they're really well coached, so let me just quickly look up who the Bengals defensive coordinator is. Um, defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. I have never heard that name in my life. He is 56. Let's just go do a deep dive on the Bengals defensive coordinator. Lou Arnaumo. Lou Arnarumo. Sure. Okay, so he's been in the NFL since 2012. Oh, he was on—he was the Dolphins' defensive backs coach from 2012 to 2017. He was our interim defensive coordinator for 2015. Uh, he was the Giants' defensive backs coach in 2018, and he's been the Bengals' defensive coordinator since 2019. So, big shout out to him. He's been doing—I mean, he's been doing a great job as coach. Uh, let's talk about the offense, though. This offense didn't play well. They played well because the Bengals' defense gave them the opportunities to score a shit ton of points. Uh, like, Burrow only had 200 yards, but he had four touchdowns, which I think that's just an, an objectively funny stat line. Uh, 27 for 39, 200 yards, four touchdowns. Like, that just shows how short the field was the entire game. Uh, Bengals going forward, they're a top three team in the AFC, uh, they're getting hot when it matters again, they play the Pats this week, should be an absolute shellacking by them, uh, yeah, there's not much bad you can say about the Bengals team. I think that this first half kind of proved that if you get pressure, uh, you get pressure on the Bengals, it rattles the offense, it throws up the time, or messes up the timing, and that's how you beat them, but when you play a terrible offense that the Bucks have, and Tom Brady having four turnovers, which is fantastic in my mind that Tom Brady had four turnovers, uh, it doesn't matter what your offense what the defense does against this Bengals offense. Uh yeah, the Bengals are looking good. Should be a fun playoffs. I think that they can beat oh, they have a game coming up against the Bills, I think week 17. So that should be huge for playoffs. Can't wait for that game to happen. That'll be huge. Uh yeah, Bengals AFC contenders. That's all you can really say. And moving on to the last game, the Slate, Sunday night football. Giants 20, Commanders 12. Ah, uh, The Commanders kind of got fucked out of this one. The game at least should have went to overtime in my opinion. So the Giants, I give them a ton of credit and all a lot of credit to Brian Dable. This team is coached very, very, very well. This defense has been great. Kayvon Thibodeau was absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, part of the bad officiating at the end though, but... Actually, I'll talk about his first play first, but he sacked Taylor Heineke, stripped the ball. He basically, oh, what did the announcers call it? They called it like the, uh, the perfect play or something like that where he got the sack, he got the forced fumble, he got the fumble reception, and he got the touchdown. Uh, love seeing that from on He was my number one player in the draft last year. Uh, he's coming into his own. He's been really well. He's been great the last few weeks. Uh, But yeah, the big play at the end, though, was... I mean, he got poked in the eye. The ref completely missed it. Uh, What else did the refs fuck up on that last play? Oh, yeah, they scored a touchdown. Terry McLaurin lined up to the right side. Looked over at the ref. Asked him, am I lined up properly? The ref looked at him. Shook his head. Yep, you're good. And then, as soon as the play starts, he throws the flag. So... The rule for the refs is you don't have to say anything. If a guy asks you, hey, am I lined up right, you don't have to say anything. That's fine. They don't have to do it. It's not in their job description, whatever. Uh, But if you acknowledge to a player that, yeah, you're good, you can't throw a flag. You can't tell someone, oh, yeah, don't worry, you're completely fine, and then throw the flag immediately after and being like, oh, no, you're not good, actually. It's like, how does that happen? It's a huge fuck-up for the NFL. Uh, It really fucks the Commanders, because this was a huge game for their season. Um, And yeah, there was another, there was a pass interference that was fairly clear in the end zone, too, which should have given them a new set of downs on the one-yard line. Uh, So the Commanders kind of got fucked. This game should have went to overtime. I will give a ton of credit to the Giants and their defense. I mean, I just said it before, but they they just play good football. Uh, if the Giants can spend this offseason and, I mean, get some weapons on offense, keep that defensive core intact, uh, I like them. I think Daniel Jones is a fine quarterback. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he can do with an actual wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, But right now, it looks like the Giants are making the playoffs. So huge shout out to them. Uh, One last note for the Commanders. If this Commanders team had a quarterback, if they had a quarterback, if they had a good quarterback, and I mean, I like Taylor Heineke. He's a nice story. He's He's not even like a Ryan Tannehill or a Jimmy G or a Kirk. Like, those game manager types of quarterbacks where, like, you can win with those guys. You can be a playoff team. Like, he does enough. But, like, Jahan Dotson has been incredible this year. He had an absolutely phenomenal catch uh, in this game. Terry McLaurin's one of the best receivers in football. Curtis Samuels had a very good season being just, like, a weapon for... for the commanders. Like, the running game's been, been great. Brian Robinson has been fantastic. And the duo of him and Gibson has been awesome to watch. But if they just had a real quarterback, this would be a very scary commanders team. There's a lot of teams that really need like a legit quarterback. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, that'll do it for the uh, week 15 recap. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Cover Zero podcast. Um, I think that went well. I like doing that. I just kind of liked... Looking at my phone, going over things, just kind of saying what I think I have to say about players. Ah, uh, yeah, I I think the playoff picture is shaping up. I think if I were to if I were to say right now, I think you got Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Jags winning that division. Fucking nuts! And then as the wild card teams. Ravens, Dolphins, Chargers. I think I think that's gonna be the AFC playoffs. NFC. You'll get the Eagles, you get the Vikings, uh, the Bucks, fucking terrible, and the Niners. And for the wildcard teams, Cowboys, Giants, and hopefully the Lions. Uh it should be good. I'm it's gearing up to be a really interesting uh, end to the season, next games, uh, we got a Saturday slate instead of the Sunday, because Sunday is Christmas, we only got three games on Sunday, uh, but yeah, Saturday slate of games, uh, it's calling for really weird weather here, uh, in Ottawa, so, My work schedule is going to be all over the place again. Hopefully I can catch the majority of those Saturday afternoon games and at least get to watch the Dolphins game, which I thought the Dolphins game was the 8 o'clock primetime game. And now I'm just looking. We're the 1 o'clock game. I will definitely be able to watch that. Um, I'm excited for it. But as always, if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace. (laughs)